This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome along to In Touch City Talks Rugby League Hour with me, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. And tonight, our special guest in the studio at the top of the tower is Mike Appleton, the PR mastermind behind St. Helens. Tonight, we turn our attention to the Tetley's Challenge Cup, where our Super League sides enter the competition. We'll chat with Saints assistant Kieran Cunningham first, though, about that brilliant victory over Leeds Rhinos last Friday night. I thought the players deserve all the plaudits that they can, they can get and... Especially the young kids. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I thought Anthony Walker was absolutely outstanding. We'll also hear from Andre Savelio and Nathan Brown too. Dennis Betts looks back on another home win for the Vikings. Strength in the team now is like says the resilience to want to to defend and work hard for each other. While Danny Tickle gets nostalgic thinking about returning to Halifax for this weekend's cup tie. Some memories going back over to, to Halifax and, and seeing a few familiar faces. Warrington coach Tony Smith praises his side's fantastic second half performance over Huddersfield. It takes some doing against you know a team that were league leaders last year. So uh, certainly a very, very good 40, 45 minutes. And Wigan boss Sean Wayne focuses on the Challenge Cup as his side begin their campaign to retain their crown. I think it's a fantastic competition, you know, to, to play down there in London and all the, the Wigan fans to go down and spend the week down there. It's, it's, it's fantastic experience. So plenty is ever to get through tonight. Before we come on to it all, though, let's catch up on what happened last week. Here's Becky Davis. London suffered their seventh defeat of the season on Thursday night with a 54-6 thrashing at home to Castleford. Friday saw Wigan fight back to beat Catalan Dragons 22-16 and Hull FC ensured Salford had a miserable trip to Humberside by beating them 30 points to eight. The game of the night though was St Helens versus Leeds, the first time they've faced each other since that playoff last season and it was another titanic clash that saw Saints eventual winners after an incredible last-minute try by Tommy Makinson that ended it 14-10 and increased their hold at the top of the table. On Sunday, Witness Vikings continued their impressive form with a 22-18 win over newly bought Bradford. Hull KR were 44-6 victors over Wakefield and Warrington put out a strong second-half display at Huddersfield to defeat the Giants 33-14. Cheers, Becky. So good evening to a guest in the studio tonight, Steve Manning and Mike Appleton. Did you like your title there, Mike? The uh, the PR guru behind mastermind behind St Helens. Is that an accurate description of your duties there at Langtree Park? It made me sound very important, so thanks for that. I can appreciate <laughs> that one. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Good evening, everybody. Mike is the important fulcrum that works between the media and us getting the interviews and putting out... What a great expression. But without Mike, the stuff doesn't go out and we don't get the luckiness and privilege of doing the interviews so that we can put them out to our listeners. Yeah, and uh, many of you probably don't actually realise that we've got a bit of a partnership with St Helens. Uh, parts of the show you can hear on the uh, the Saints in Such pub podcast, which is available to listen to on their website. Mike, turn your phone off. Get it away, see? He's always incommunicado. Uh, this weekend, a uh, fantastically busy weekend as well on Merseyside with Aintree, the Grand National Festival. Of course, started today with Grand Opening Day. Tomorrow is Ladies' Day and Saturday, the Grand National Festival. Uh, many famous faces down at the race course. 
Wilson other than Paul Sculthorpe, who's been chatting to our reporter today. We'll hear from him a little bit later. Our Saints legend having a bit of a, a flutter on the races. But first, guys, let's talk about Saints Leeds last Friday night. It didn't disappoint, did it? Everyone the week before a bigged up Wigan Warrington. Didn't turn out to be the tie that we'd all hoped for. This week, Saints Leeds, incredible. First to you, Mike. Yeah, I think uh, I think everybody involved with the club just thought that, you know it was a it was a magnificent night when we announced our our 19 man squad earlier in the week. I don't think anybody really gave uh, really gave us much hope to be honest with you. Now um, Steve's putting a, a point in that himself because actually he was the only one that properly backed Saints last week only because he wanted to go the opposite way to me. No, it wasn't. I was being realistic with the the young players that that were starting for Saints last week and you you look at what Leeds had to to offer. I just thought I wasn't sure this week and, and neither were you and you you're there behind the scenes so well, are you having your legs done now? Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're a P- uh, the PR guru and now you're having your legs done. No, it's being realistic. I, it just goes to show that you can't predict anything in rugby league. The, it's all about the inside knowledge and with the knowledge of uh, watching the academy and the players coming through, uh, obviously I had a better idea than the so-called experts. Uh, Steve, if I backed Saints to win, you'd have backed Leeds. Come on. No, 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 <laughs> yes, no. Yes, you would. Um, I wasn't at Langtree Park on Friday night. Can you just explain to us, Mike, Steve, what that atmosphere was like, especially when you saw that, that final try with Tommy Makinson? It was unbelievable, really. When you consider there was nine first-team players out uh, of the game, that those, play- those nine players were involved in the win over, win over Warrington. Uh, and they weren't playing, so you, you looked at you know uh, Andre Savalio, who made his, his debut off the bench, probably a little bit, a little bit early for Andre, really, mm. making his debut. You know, Greg Richards started at prop, and Greg's probably played four games for the club. Uh, we we badged the game as Langtree Loud. We, we, you know, we were talking to our fans all week about, you know, you know we're down on numbers, so we, we need you as, it's a bit cheesy really, but we need you as the uh, as our kind of 18th man. And, and, and they tipped up in the in the thousands. We had ACDC Thunderstruck before the game to get the fans going. And then, you know, the, the, both teams just ripped into each other. And I, I don't think it can be underlined more really that, you know, we took on a, a champion Leeds team. Leeds had probably one player out in the centres with nine first team players out and we defended like our lives made you know, lives depended on it. We made more than four hundred tackles in the game. We just just hung on hung on in there in the in the first half and then the second half was outstanding. We had a, a try disallowed that uh, should never ever have been disallowed. It was a, it was a it was a poor call in, in my view. And then when uh, you know, you're talking like, about the Josh Jones knock-on one. That, that that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when you look at the final try, you know, Lance Ahir, who's, um, you know, isn't the, the kicking fan... game there? Yeah, exactly. He isn't the fans' uh, cup of tea sometimes, Lance? But he had a fantastic game. He chipped over to Johnny, who, you know, Johnny was was amazing through the game as well, and uh, was running around on one leg at the end of it, and he managed to chip into the corner. And uh, for a brief moment, you just you were looking at. I was sat in the press box at the time. You're looking at your colleagues, thinking. When is Tommy going to pick this ball up? Because it took an absolute age yeah. for him to pick it up, and he wanted to be sure. And when he did, you know, he didn't make I, a mistake. Exactly, I went mad. The fans went mad. Steve Manning, the Wigan fan, I went, went mad. mad. You know, it was just a <laughs> just a fantastic night, and uh, we're seeing it now as well. You know, the, the the Wigan game is is almost sold out in the in the West Stand already, and that doesn't come into uh, come into being for a couple of weeks. And you know, some of the comments we've, we've got in over, over the recent days have been fantastic. The club is, is bouncing. And stat of my own, the average age I've read of the Saints squad at the minutes, obviously you, you had Wello in there as well. Again, another key member, wherever you, you put him. But the average age of the Saints squad is 22. So what does that spell for, for seasons to come, uh, for, for what Saints can bring? When you have a squad of an average age of that, you've got, you know, five, eight years 
plus the academy the squad next, that are still coming through. It's the next generation. It's the next, it's the next decade, isn't it, really? And uh, as you've uh, pointed out, it's the players also that are coming through, as well as those that have uh, got the chance last year. The, the talent, the talent's there, and I'm no doubt that uh, the club will use it. I mean, to my way of thinking, it was like, you know, from boys to men, wasn't it? And uh, that could be a defining moment for a lot of players. And uh, it, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, we all try and sit down in the press box, but when people stand stood up in front of you, you've got to get up. And I was lucky enough to do the last 10 minutes for the partially sighted and blind, and I got excited. I don't know how they felt when, when trying to describe it. But you're waiting, and it's there. And when he gets that ball, you think, "Get up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up." And you, and it, it, it seemed like—I don't know if about you, it seemed like an edge. But he, he picked it up and he put it down, and you, it was absolutely fantastic. I watch a lot of this NRL, and uh, you know, we go on about that. You know, it's better than our product, but that that wouldn't look out of place in the NRL, and it, that that try would be on every couple of minutes over there, wouldn't it, Mike? It was such a brilliant try. You know, the chip over. We don't get that these days, and then. You know, the vision of Johnny Lomax to put it in that car. It was awesome. And uh, what what a way to finish a match. Well, let's hear from the players themselves now. Steve, you caught up with uh, Anthony Walker, Andre Savellio and Kieran Cunningham in the tunnel afterwards. Well, Anthony Walker, what a, what a valiant effort here. Broke nose in doing an interview. So your thoughts on that win? Oh, it was unreal. Uh, before the game, people were saying, oh, let's just give it our best go. We had our best shot. But within the camp, we all had a confidence in ourselves and... We knew if we played to the best of our ability and matched, matched their enthusiasm and brought our own, we'd get the victory because we all believe in ourselves. And they took the lead and then you got the try that uh, levelled the game with a kick. Oh, no, I, uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. I caught it. I was going to pass it, but they're just in a gap and just fell over, really. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not greed, it was just luck, is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, just luck, yeah. Just, just tripped up. <laughs> well, the second half, they went 8-6 up, but you battled back and then they got it to 10 all. What did you think when Sinfield got that drop goal attempt? I don't know, I was off the pitch with my nose. So you were more focused on your, uh, <laughs> on your, on your looks? Yeah, I, was in the, I don't remember anything from like 10 minutes out. Uh, I was in the, off, uh, in the doctor's room getting my nose done. But it was back, back, back to what you... Well, you must have heard the roll, so you knew you'd won oh, the game yeah, and you yeah, got them de- two tries. Yeah, definitely. It was... Uh, I, uh, I told the doctor to stop. And he was, I, should, I should have another stitch in my nose, but when I heard the final whistle go, I said, Doc, can I stop? I need to go out there and celebrate with the boys. Is that why he's not doing it now? Yeah, that's why he's still bleeding. <laughs> well, Andre Savalio, how was that debut? Oh, it was good, eh? It was fast. <laughs> I was just happy to get out there with the boys. It was made a lot easier because we never uh, doubted each of us from the start. So. And that just shows the confidence of the side because a lot of people with the injuries and the circumstances were, were writing you off. Everyone was off, but... We knew we had strength and depth and just from 1-17 to 17 throughout the team we all believed all week regardless whatever 17 took to the field that we could do the job. Now, thankfully it came through for us. From your own point of view, you got a, the ball early on to drive forward and made a good 10-15 metres. Did that then give you that confidence to just basically keep going and putting the tackles in and doing the same the rest of the, the period you were on? Yeah, in a sense, yeah. Um, it was a lot easier. I got um, my hands on the ball early when I went on and you know, it just kicked on from there. That's what that first carry I knew in myself that what I was capable of and back myself from there and all the boys. It's a lot easier when all the boys back me as well. And Tommy Makison, what an acrobat. Uh, it looked as if they had one actually pulled away, but uh, the one in the corner and then the one that clinched it, well, uh, yeah. it doesn't get much better, does it? Yeah, he's a special player. He doesn't get um, half the credit he deserves. Like, for them acrobatic finishes that he does, probably the best best finisher in Super League for me and a lot of the boys say around the club, I know. That a few outside of the club, a few from other teams have said it, but 
doesn't always get the praise that he deserves, I don't think. I suppose from yourself now, you, you've shown what you can do. It's uh, just a case of waiting for another opportunity. Oh, of course. I was just pleased to get out there after a hell of a eight months. Only played two games. Best of luck. I'm sure we'll speak again in the years to come. What a fantastic debut. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. Well, Kieran, your thoughts on that back to the wall game and win? Yeah, it was, well, it was pretty amazing, really. I thought I thought the players deserve all the plaudits that they can they can get, and especially the young kids. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I thought Anthony Walker was absolutely outstanding. He was absolutely outstanding. The way he stood up to to a Leeds pack and some of the best front rows in the competition, Jamie Peacock and all these great players, and and he was. You know, and it, for me, he was he was above them in the game. You know, he was brilliant, and I, it's great for his development. And he's he's done it really tough. He's he's been going playing at Whitehaven and Rochdale and all these places, and and just comes back to us, and he just does a great job. And you know, it's 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 pleasing for me because I'm a local boy, and I've come through the system at Saints, and to see all these kids coming through the system and standing up and being counted is 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 very very pleasing for me. Well, so sweet. You're top of the league, and you've got the joint top try scorer. Can you keep up and unbeat this unbeaten run? Oh, we just we've got Huddersfield next week. That's what we've got. So we just lick our wounds and look at the video and move on. We'll enjoy the weekend, and it'll be it'll help our preparation a lot from from the result. But we we can't look too far ahead of it. You know, we just sometimes rugby league can dish you up. You know, a player to dirt, and 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 you do it tough. So you know, we're just we're enjoying our moment in the sun at the minute, but. Like I said, round the corner could be a play to do it, so we're not getting too carried away. The Saints boys speaking to Steve Manning after that win over Leeds at Langtree Park last Friday night. We're going to take a short break now on City Talk 105.9, but join us again in a couple of minutes as we talk more Saints, a bit of Aintree. We'll hear from Tony Smith, Dennis Betts and Sean Wayne as well. In touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Touch on City Talk 105.9. Reliving a little bit of the atmosphere at Langtree Park last Friday night when Saints beat Leeds Rhinos. In the studio with me tonight is Steve Manning and Mike Appleton, the PR guru of St. Helens. Uh, news to emerge from the, the world of rugby league today, actually. Bradford Bulls got their uh, their signings, their season up and running, maybe not on the pitch properly as of yet, but today they've announced they have signed Jamal Fakir on a deal till the end of the season after he was released by Catalan Dragons. We saw Bradford, though, not come up with the best performance against Witness Vikings uh, last weekend. Of course, Challenge Cup. How do you think things are faring for them? Steve, you're still thinking that they're not going to you know, last till uh, next season up in the top flight? I personally think that they'll go down with the London Broncos. They've still got to recruit some players. The other clubs may even now, with the situation they're in, be thinking twice before they loan players out. Because if you, if you look at it for the other clubs that are going to be in that relegation mix, it would be wrong to give another side a chance of staying in. That's just my opinion. What do you think, Mike? I mean, obviously you hear more about things going on behind the scenes and with, with the new owner and so on. Uh, I think it's good that the ownership issue has now been sorted out. I think that, uh, that, that was vital for the, for the sport moving forward. You know, we've had a very successful... World Cup and unfortunately everybody was then talking about the ownership issues at uh, Bradford and, and the issues that were happening at London so it's a it's a start for them now, they can wipe the slate clean, they've got basically a 20 game season to uh, to stay in Super League, I think getting somebody like um, Fikir in is going to be a, it's a good signing for them because he's going to be there till the end of the season at the moment, they've been relying on month deals 
and you know it's difficult. You can't to... build a consistency or a squad of any tactical play when you have situations like that. You exactly. don't know you're going to have from week to week. Exactly, and just simple things like um, you know spirit in the squad and continuity. You know, you have got a guy coming in for four weeks. You learn a combination. You probably get the combinations after two weeks, and then the you know they're disappearing off. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. But I, th- I think they've got a good chance of staying up, Steve. I know that I know you don't, but I think they've got to win. You know, they're going to have to win probably six, seven possibly eight matches to, to be in with a fighting chance and you know that would see them they probably have to go 50-50 towards the end of the season wouldn't they I still th- sorry I still think that at the moment like you know the two wins behind everybody else even before they get level now the big alright I've been trying to be positive the big win for them was earlier on when they played Bradford which I didn't see coming and it wasn't the world's greatest advert for the game but they won that and that the return whenever they play that that could be crucial uh, but uh, to me, you know, they're starting, you know, two wins behind. I know we're still, uh, you could say we're early doors, but we're a quarter quarter of the way through the season. Oh, how time flies. Well, let's turn our attention now to the Witness Vikings, who, of course, had another win at home at the weekend against Bradford. And Dennis Betts was, again, very pleased with the overall display. Fantastic first half. Um, we worked really hard as a group. We, got, we stopped playing a little bit, started, went into survival mode and then, just did enough. We um, we caused ourselves some problems in the second half with some ball retention and also some loose loose plays, a little bit uncharacteristic of us over last last month. But we had enough resilience and enough understanding to get back to where we need to be and, and close the game out. Sure, your resilience, obviously. You've had some close wins this season, but that was another one. I mean, just basically just short of the end of that final quarter, you, you made sure that they didn't cross the line, then you'd end up playing catch up. Well, I think the the strength in the team now is, like I say, is the resilience to want to to defend and work hard for each other. A couple of massive efforts on the back of a couple of line breaks from Paddy Flynn, from Kevin Brown, from Cameron Phelps. It's like there's lots and lots of energy in what we're trying to do defensively and working hard for each other. We know that we're. we're there's going to be line breaks in the game. There's going to be things that happen that we have to be able to cope with. Our goal line D is very strong at the moment. There's a lot of belief in ourselves. And they're the things that we're built on. Attacking-wise, I thought we were really fluid in the first half. We were unlucky not to score a couple more tries. And, um, and they're, they're the things that we just need to keep looking at getting better and better. Witness boss Dennis Betts there. So uh, the Vikings are racking up the points, but like we were just saying off air when that interview with Dennis was going out and he was chatting to Steve earlier, they have had a lot of home ties and I know they've their away form at Hull was fantastic, but I think Witness are going to really need to build on what they're doing away from the eye pitch as well. What do you think? I think they may well do, but at the, the bottom line in my, in my thoughts are at the moment, they've got points in the bag, haven't they? They've got, sorry, points in the bank. At the moment, they're 14 points clear of uh, the Bradford Bulls and we short time ago we talk about can they do it or not so the Bulls for witness to get in dire straits they've got to win seven games and hope that if you look from a Vikings point of view that they lose a few we know they've got to go on the travels but uh, I think they, shot, they did shock me they shocked everybody I think when they uh, won 7 nil at LFC which was a fantastic result and what about the Warrington Wolves? So we haven't mentioned them yet tonight on In Search, and we'll come on to Wigan shortly too. Warrington and Wigan seem to be two sides. Their season's very inconsistent so far. I know we're we're not that far into it, but like you said, a quarter gone. They just don't seem to be getting out of the blocks quick enough or in gear quick enough. Things just don't seem to be slotting together consistently week on week for, for both those sides. I think I think you're right. I mean, Wigan have got the game in hand, haven't they? against Widnes Viking, which has been rescheduled for mid-June. But they are playing 
they are they are consistent, and I think uh, the coach admits that uh, from a Warrington Wolves point of view, it's still that transition. They now appear that they've got the spine. Now they've got to work with that spine. Hopefully, they don't get the injuries, and then they'll work. You know, they work together. You know, they've now decided that it's going to be Stephen Ratchford and Richie Myler. I think at uh, six and seven, you've got Gareth O'Brien waiting for a chance, mm. but you've got to rely on that consistency now and uh, over the next few weeks. And uh, a lot of the coaches do realise that it's 27 rounds to get into the playoffs, and that's when it really matters. Um, I think over the last few years, it's been proved you don't need to finish top to uh, become champions. But that second half performance against Huddersfield oh. as well, um, Ben Westwood, outstanding, and, and Matty Russell just seems to be getting all the plaudits as well. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at it, though, I mean, uh, they clinched that win with it in the last nine minutes with three tries and and a, and a drop goal, which just shows how much they needed it. But it was a, it was a very it was a very good win and gave me two halves, what you could call it. I think um, I think Warrington and Wigan's form has has been brought into question because of how well Saints are doing. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think if Saints had you know lost a couple and Wigan lost a couple and Warrington lost a couple, nobody would be saying anything. But uh, I think the Warrington and Wigan are, are, are ticking over. Wigan had a little bit of um, World Club Challenge-itis when they came back, didn't they? You know, probably had a little bit of hangover from that. But they're starting to get their systems in place now. And uh, once Wigan get their systems in place, they play to a very good structure. You know, They're going to be right up there at the end of the season as one of the teams to beat. Warrington's a little bit different, really, because although Breezy didn't play a lot last year, um, they have struggled to find that one six, seven, nine, mm. and uh, and thirteen, and they've been frustratingly inconsistent, haven't they? But as you say now, with uh, with Ratchford and Myler, they seem to be a little bit more settled, and I feel a little bit sorry for Gareth O'Brien. You know, we had him at uh, Saints yeah. last year, such a such a great kid, and you know he came in against uh, Saints at the beginning of the season, did okay, but that game was uh, was long gone by the time he uh, by the time he came on, and you know. It, it just shows, you know, you have one kind of, again, inconsistent performance and, yeah, and you, you disappear, don't you? I think he's going to be there, though, isn't he, at the end of the day? It, and I don't like it. I don't like this dual uh, registered. There was uh, five Warringtons, Warrington players playing for um, Swinton at the weekend, so he will get his opportunity to carry on. I mean, the, the, the moral of the story is they lost, but that's not the point. Uh, I just still don't agree with it. Uh, I know they've got to play somewhere, and it was a bit of short-sightedness uh, two years ago when certain clubs decided that they'd do away with a, with a structure that comes through. Because a lot of the times now, unless you're a superstar at 19, a lot of players are being written off, and I think it's a sad indictment to the game. And the idea is that we bring players coming through like a conveyor belt so that we can beat the Australians. And they have that conveyor belt, and their players aren't, in my opinion, written off at 19. Yeah, you could look at it the other way, though, Steve. You think about what happened with... Um Saints and Leeds on Friday night. You know, if Anthony Walker hadn't gone out on dual registration early in the season, if Greg Richards hadn't played dual registration, there's no way that those lads would have been ready for for a game like that. You know, these they need to be playing week in week out. It's just unfortunate that they've got to go to a kind of championship or championship one to do that, and there isn't a very very strong, you know, reserve team comp that uh, that these kids can slot into. I understand Scott. It's a it's an ongoing for me. I can understand the concept of the. The players that you're talking about going, it's it's when you get the system when you look at some of the players that were playing for Swinton at the weekend. Now I don't know whether Ryan Bailey played at at Orcs who were in Championship One, and all right, you know a club can dual register all its squad. I understand that, but to my way of thinking, the concept that you're talking about, I agree with. But it's when we get the ridiculous situation that that we do have 
in relation to certain clubs and certain championship and championship one clubs. That's what I don't agree with. Guys, this debate is going to go on a long time. We've got to talk about the Challenge Cup. We mentioned Warrington before. Hull KR, one of the Super League ties. We'll hear from Nathan Brown on that Huddersfield game too. But uh, Hull KR finally seem to be uh, sort of slotting together a little bit better now. But could Warrington be in for a scare? They don't have Keithley for the first time in like four years. So... What a stat. Uh, it is I four think years, you, right? I'm sure yeah, they've had Keith three think probably, years on the shot. I think you're probably right. Yeah. They, they may get them in the next round. Who knows? But uh, there's been some classic, hasn't, hasn't there, between OKR and uh, Warrington Walls. I remember the Golden Point one when uh, your man Breezy dropped the goal, didn't he, in uh, Golden Point time. I think it should be a cracking tie, but I do think that, uh, albeit they'll be bought by two big home wins, that uh, Warrington like Wembley, and uh, they'll want to progress and... Uh, I confidently think that they will. Well, Warrington do indeed like Wembley. So many performances and wins there over the last uh, four to five years. Let's hear from coach Tony Smith now, who uh, says the mentality going into a, a Challenge Cup game is, is very different to Super League. We all understand the ramifications of a good performance and a bad performance um, you know, in, a, in a sudden death match, and that's what it is. But uh, it's still down to making your tackles and making your passes and making catching the ball and kicking the ball well and... You know, it's, it's still the same old game, um, just a different um, pressure that's been placed on it because of uh, that we all understand the outcome. Um, but it's if we can put those things aside and just go about you know, playing good rugby league like we have been and we've been building for the last number of weeks with better performances. So if we can build on that again uh, this week, we should be OK. Now, Saints came and stuck at Paul KR last year in one of the tougher away draws, and you lost there in the league last year. Are mm-hmm. you predicting a tough game? Oh, always, always is. It's a, it's a little bit smaller field than, than most. It's a bit more, a bit narrow. It's always hostile, and it's always windy over there. Um, its conditions are, are, um, yeah, difficult to play in. Um, so yeah, it's always a challenge. Our, our record over there hasn't been terrific in the last few years so um, you know we're well well aware of those sort of uh, things that have gone against us and um, it's up to us to prepare for all those those uh, challenges and and uh, you know confident that we will be able to face up to all those challenges and perform well there's no Michael Dobson there now pulling the strings <laughs> who do you think are the main threats in their side well they've got two very very capable halfbacks and in Keating and Burns and they're combinations are certainly coming together and but you know they've got a, a good pack of forwards they've got a decent pack of forwards that uh, get them up the park and uh, they're a handful so um, yeah there's there's a lot of challenges there they've got some good outside backs who can attack with some flair as well so uh, it's about being on our game right across the board and all of us being on our game and uh, we've we got that for certainly the second half of last week and um uh, hopefully we can get that from the word go this week and, and put in an 80-minute performance. We need to because it's you know they're a, they're a challenging team. Warrington coach Tony Smith speaking to Helen Keenan there. It's time for another quick break now on In Search, but join us afterwards and we'll catch up with Nathan Brown and Sean Wayne as well and a little bit of a Saints legend who's having a flutter at Aintree. In Touch, In Touch on City Talk 105.9.
It's in touch. It's City Talk 105.9. It's the Rugby League Hour with myself, Laura Moss, Steve Manning and Mike Appleton with you this week. So today kicked off one of the biggest or the biggest sporting weekends on Merseyside. It is the Aintree Grand National Festival. Today was a grand opening day, no longer called Liverpool's Day. Tomorrow sees a Ladies' Day. Of course, Saturday is the Grand National. Always so many famous faces down at the Aintree race course over these three days. And our reporter, Louisa King, caught up with none other than Saints legend Paul Sculthorpe earlier today. So I'm here with uh, St Helens rugby legend Paul Schoolthorpe. What brings you to Aintree? Yeah, we're uh, doing the sports parade, leading the, the jockeys out, all the, the Liverpool uh, emergency side sportsmen, past and present. Um, it's about the fifth year that we've, we've done it. It's always a, a fantastic day and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, how, how many years have you been to Aintree? Is this a new thing or do you come every year? No, I come every year. Come every year. Um, usually, you know, used to come on on National Day, and then obviously over the over the past five years, it's been the the Thursday and the Friday. So I'm uh, I'm fortunate I'm back tomorrow as well for for Ladies' Day. So yeah, looking forward to it. Because um, uh, obviously, it's a fantastic event for Northwest Sport, isn't it? It is. It's uh, you know, say it's, it's known worldwide, and you know, great. All the eyes are on are on uh, you know Merseyside and and entry. Um, you know, and, and the sporting world is is going well in this area at the moment. Obviously, we're uh, we're sat at the top of the table at, at Saints and, uh, and Liverpool and Everton are both doing fantastic in the Premiership. So, And like you say, Saints, fantastic start to the season, but there were many people's tips to, for success this year. Yeah, they were, they were mine as well. Um, you know, six wins from six, but you know, a big one this weekend against against Huddersfield Giants, obviously. You know, Cup Rugby, you only get one opportunity, so it's uh, it's important that they carry on that form you know, into, into Sunday. Luke Walsh has started so well, but he's injured now. How much do you think that can affect the side? Well, I thought he'd, he'd have a massive impact, obviously. Certainly coming into the, the Leeds game last week, you know, a number of injuries. I think there were eight of the, what would be in the starting 17, missing. Uh, and, you know, a fantastic win against against the Leeds Rhinos last week. So, um, you know, obviously the boys that have come in and uh, are capable of doing it. So, I'd say hopefully they can carry that on to, on to this Sunday. Paul Scolthorpe chatting to Louisa King at Aintree today. You guys going to be having a flutter come Saturday? Well, I'm going to back double seven, whether Mr. McCoy's riding it or not. Oh, you've already looked at the horses, Steve. Up I need there. to do my research before I head down there on the weekend. Up there for thinking, down there for dancing. It's a JP Matmanus uh, bred horse, and uh, you've got to fancy Mr. McCoy, haven't you? Yeah, always. Mr. Appleton? Yeah, I'll be planning to. Yeah, probably a pin sticker, though, to be honest with you. It's all about the banter, isn't it? More than the, uh, the, the sort of the, the hard, intense bets kind of thing. It's just a bit of fun, ain't you? Exactly, really? yeah. Just a couple of grants on the win. <laughs> 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 what are they paying you at Langtree Park? Uh, well, let's get our attention back Not to, enough. Uh, back to the, the Challenge Cup now as well. Uh, this weekend, we see some uh, Super League ties and some uh, Super League sides against uh, championship teams. Wigan Warriors begin their defence of the Challenge Cup against Dewsbury. And Steve, you love talking about this. This one, harking back to the old nostalgic days where they faced each other in that final. Yeah, I'm going to be really quick. I don't want to be too boring and sound that I'm 100 years old, but it was the first uh, Challenge Cup final at Wembley that uh, the mighty Wigan won. Uh, Wigan had a bit of a faltering game, shall we say, against Catalang last weekend, but did come away eventual winners. So we've already talked about their possible World Club Challenge-itis or hangover, as Mike put it earlier. But Sean Wayne is hoping they can do everything right this weekend as they begin their journey to try and retain the cup. And uh, Sean's been reliving some of those Challenge Cup memories with Steve earlier this week. It was the best week of my life. I, I loved the build-up to it and, you know, everything about the, the day and coming home with the players and, and, and going through that experience is something what stays with you forever. So I, I want it again and again and again. So um, our preparations this week for Dewsbury have been absolutely nailed. Um, we've gone into real detail as much as we can with the footage we got. 
and uh, we've had them watched a few times and uh, you know we're going to prepare for this like we would a St Helens or a Leeds game But you're expected to win this one aren't you and win it comfortably um, Yeah by probably all you people but we'll go in there um, and they've got some real good players you know you, I, I know a lot of their players that play in their team and at any one day they, they can have a dig and, and all of a sudden the, the bunch of the ball goes their way then you're under pressure so I'm going there showing them respect. We're going to play as tough as we can. Our defence is going to be strong and we're going to get our attack going. And if we do that, we'll win. We'll win the game. But we just want to make sure that we don't give them any confidence in anything we do. So likely, perhaps, that Carl Price might be playing for them and he's lethal with the ball in hand for scoring tries as he did at the club here. Yeah, yeah, he's a big unit. He's, um, you know, he needs to defend as well. And, and that's where we'll be putting pressure on him, I, I hope. You know, I, he, he has some good talent with the ball, but, you know, there's, there's deficiencies in their team. You know, like, like if they watch it, us playing at Catalan, there's, there's problems with our defence and they'll be highlighting that. So it's, it's just a, a test of the coach's ability and the team to adapt and, and hopefully we'll have the best game on, on, on Friday. And also with the due registration situation, you had five in the Workington town side that went down in defeat. Gil Dudston scored a try and one of the coaching staff, Jordan James, plays. So, a bit of inside information again about how they operate and how they play. Yeah, yeah, we've had a chat to the players and we've, we've been through the footage of every game they've played this year. We've had them watched as well. You know, so we, we, we've got a lot of uh, information on them. And But at the end of the day, you, you go to a place like that, and you just need to make sure that you, you, you're really ruthless with the ball. You keep hold of the ball and don't give them a chance. And if you do that, then you know, you're more than likely to come away with a win. Sean Wayne speaking to Steve there. So uh, surely back in Wigan this week, guys. Yes, uh, over in quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. But I think that Wigan have got enough experience to do what they need to do. They really expect them to get through. Yeah, I agree with Steve. I think I think Dewsbury will be competitive for a few minutes. But you know, super the, the the gulf between Super League and Championship is it's just too big. You might get the odd one every sort of five ten years, but. You know, I fully expect Wigan to win by a, by a street. Considerable margin, yeah. What about Widnes and Halifax, though? I mean, Halifax doing all right in the Championship. We've seen that, you know, they, they, they do have quite a lot to offer. I don't know if it could be a potential banana skin for the Vikings. I think it's a, it, it all depends how um, Widnes Vikings uh, approach it. If they approach it, the fact that this will give us a great chance to get into the next round, and in the next round there's minus five Super League sides because they're all Super League side side ties I think that that's enough incentive uh, I think they've got enough players there to do it it's it's an uncompromising ground the crowd's on top of you but uh, I suppose you could say it's similar in some respects to uh, the, the Vikings uh, stronghold mm. but uh, I think the Vikings should prove too strong I can't see it being a shot yeah I would agree with you Steve I think I think witness a little bit different this year they're set up a little bit different the you know we've already seen from the the game at Hull that the you know they can you can score and and defend, and I think they're just they're just a quicker team this year as well. So I think on the road, again like the Jewsby Wigan game, it'll be close for a few minutes, and then I think Witness will have too much too much for them. Well, let's hear from Witness Vikings Danny Tickle now. For him, it's going to be a return back to the the stadium where he made his debut and came through the ranks there. Yeah, Halifax is where my career started um, from. Stand there from the amateur club Groven Parkside, and um, I played a few academy games. I was travelling over at the time with from Wigan with John Pendle with the first team coach and I got given an opportunity um, to move over there and um, I moved in with Mick Scott who was the academy coach at the time I lived with him for just over a year with his with his wife Jane and um, you know they, they taught me what it, what you had to the ins and outs of being a, being a professional and um, they, they definitely benefited me in my, my career at, at that, that early stage and had a big influence um, to make sure that I was 
what 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 you need to be to be a professional rugby player. And um, I got given the opportunity to make my, my debut against Leeds, and a game that I will remember <laughs> being sat on being sat on my backside off Big Graham Mackay <laughs> and getting stretched <laughs> off on the first game. But I mean that that's what happens. You get back up, and um, <clears throat> you know it'll be. Some memories going back over to to Halifax and and seeing a few familiar faces who were still around at the club. But um, as a perspective from a, from a club, really, it's just any other game and um, all our attentions uh, going in, going on to the Challenge Cup. Well, just uh, keep slightly on the Halifax theme of your career there. Uh, I don't know. Fans have got long memories. I believe you came here and upset them at one particular game. <laughs> yeah, he had a good game that uh, we played. Played in fairly facts in the Super League against Widnes some years ago. Uh, managed to uh, get over for a few tries and kick a few goals. So. <laughs> uh, I take it nobody reminds <laughs> you that. I mean, uh, they might now, but no, not not up, not up today. <laughs> no, that was um, obviously the. There are some memories. What what you have when you have good games. Obviously, they stay in the back of your head. Um, but yeah, was, I enjoyed my time at Halifax. That was when I moved on to Wigan, and um, you know now I'm at, now I'm at Widnes. Um, I, It'd be nice to head back over there and hopefully put in a good performance and and get on. Obviously, it's going to be a tough encounter going over there as as any drawing any championship club is, and they're they're one of the top championship clubs. Everybody's familiar with uh, the Super League ties that have been drawn this this week, and uh, there's going to be a few top teams going out there. So we want to make sure that we're prepared mentally and, and physically ready for a tough encounter going over there to get our name in the next round. And you've touched on that. I know you've got to go, you've got to do the performance, you've got to win, but you've said yourself there's going to be five clubs from Super League that aren't going to be in it, which obviously gives you better chance, dependent again, the look of the draw. Obviously, that's the excitement of the Challenge Cup. Um, you don't know who you're going to draw in the next round. You just want to make sure that you, you, you do get that win. And um, I, I, I think our set, we've, been, we've been going pretty well at the moment, but we're not going to take things lightly. Um, we want to keep improving and make sure we're putting a good performance this week to make sure we build it into next week for our Super League, our Super League um, draws. So our Super League games coming weeks. So um, yeah, it's, it's exciting times, and um, hopefully we can we can go out there this weekend at the Shea and get a good win. Witness Vikings, Danny Tickle speaking there. That brings us back now to uh, St Helens. Uh, Mike Appleton, at Saints PR guru. Huddersfield this weekend. It doesn't really get much tougher than this for your opening game in in the Challenge Cup. Really, surely the gods are not smiling upon you favourably there. Well, when I read the social media after the the draw was done, you know people were saying nightmare. It was exactly what we didn't need, and considering the injuries we had, it it, it was exactly what we didn't need. But uh, you know, I think I think boy by the win on Friday, you know we're going to go over there in you know full of confidence. We're going to get some players back this week and uh, you know we couldn't buy a win against uh, Huddersfield last year. But, uh, there's no bigger game now. They've, you know, the lads have got to do it. They've got to turn around and uh, be on it for 80 minutes and all those cliches. And hopefully, hopefully we'll get through. And Huddersfield don't seem to be on it for a full 80 minutes in any game they've played so far this season yet. Yeah, I think I mentioned inconsistency a few times already, and and they are the epitome of it. You know, they beat Wigan the first game of the season, and. Uh, that's right, mm-hmm. isn't it, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was that one again? If Huddersfield beat Wigan opening game of the season. Yeah, carry yeah, on. at the DW. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we thought they were going to kick on again as league leaders. Mm. They were going to kick on. But, uh, you know, they, they have struggled a little bit, really. And uh, But they, they've got a massive pack as well. And, you know, big pack, fast backs. And it's going to be a cracking game up there. And the, the pitch is nice and wide for our back three to have fun. And 
and their back three as well. And you know, it could be it could be a point in it. I think. What kind of squad are we sort of expecting Nathan Brown to to be naming? Because John Wilkins still suspended. Lou McCarthy should be coming back, shouldn't he? They, that's right. Yeah, um, Nathan has said this week that uh, that any player who didn't play last week will be given the opportunity to to prove their fitness. So there'll be a number of fitness tests today, and uh, you know I can I can definitely say that obviously Kyle Amor will come back because mm-hmm. he's uh, he's finished his ban. Uh, Richard Beaumont won't play. Matt Percival won't play, and obviously Wilco got himself uh, a couple of weekends off. So you know it, it it's up for grabs. Anybody else can prove the prove the fitness, and they'll uh, they'll go forward to selection. It's been a long time between Silver, and I'm not having a pop because I know they've been to five consecutive grand finals. But the, the Challenge Cup, everybody wants to, get, wants to get the Wembley. It may not have the charisma that it's had in years gone by, but every player wants to play at Wembley, and Saints have got a great tradition there, haven't they? Well, I think if Saints beat Huddersfield this weekend in the Challenge Cup, and given their performance in the league, I think the fans will be thinking it's on, actually. Mm. Um, given how many Super League clubs will get knocked out, it could get knocked out potentially yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and, and when the draw was made, you, you could say that that was the tie of the round, but the way that Huddersfield uh, Giants have imploded, it's not as much, is it? I mean, it's first against eighth. They've only won two games this season. Uh, they've not won at home yet. They had a fantastic draw against the Leeds Rhinos. So everything leads to a St. Helens win, doesn't it? Well, let's uh, hear from uh, Saints coach Nathan Brown now. Uh, last season, like Mike said, couldn't re- could Saints couldn't get a win against Huddersfield, couldn't buy a win over Huddersfield, really. Uh, but for him, it's going to be a return back to, to where he uh, started out here in Super League. So what's going to be different come this weekend? It's a tough draw first up, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a lot of other draws that either side could have got the, the far easier, but the cup is the cup. And, you know, to get to where you want to get to, you've got to beat the good sides. And, yeah, we've drawn Huddersfield, or you know, last year's league leaders probably not going quite as well as they'd like at the moment at this stage, but they've got all their players fit and all their good players fit. And yeah, you know, a few weeks ago against Leeds, they they pushed Leeds well, so we'll be preparing for the the Giants that played against Leeds and Wigan earlier in the year, and it'll be a, it's going to be a tough game. There's no other way to look about it, and uh, you know, we'll need to play well if we're going to get the result we want. So really, it's never a good time to play them. So this isn't a good time to play them. Oh, well, look, I think, you know, any of us would always say that, you know, you, you want to play the good teams and you like them to have their best players fit and we'd like us to have our best players fit so you get a good fair fair shot, you know. As is the case in rugby league, sometimes you have some tougher times and at the moment, obviously, we've got our, our share of problems, but we showed the other day that, you know, the spirit in the club's good, the confidence is good and belief's good and, and you know, whatever players we put out there will be fighting hard, you know. Um, and we know what Huddersfield's capable of, but we also know what we're capable of, which is probably more important. Saints coach Nathan Brown. Well, we're out of time now here on City Talk 105.9. Mike, thanks for joining us at the top of the tower. Best of luck heading over to Huddersfield this weekend. Um, I'm predicting wins for Warrington, Widnes, Saints and Wigan. I'm sure uh, you guys won't disagree with that one. I think I'll agree, but uh, I mean, tonight it starts. The Red Devolution could go down again this uh, tonight. Yeah, we haven't even had time to talk about Salford tonight and Marwan Kukash uh, approaching Yestin Harris to join Brian Noble on the backroom staff there. Maybe uh, next week that situation will become a little bit clearer. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for your company and uh, thanks for you at home as well for listening. This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.